1973, in a small town in Tasmania, a body was discovered. The cryptic and gruesome state of the body would kickstart a murder investigation that would span two years, five countries, unravel the life of a small town detective and change the face of a popular board game forever. This is the story of the Scrabble Strangler. Hello and welcome to the Hook Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking stuff? We don't understand. So join us as we delve into a different type of episode, True Crime. I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Let's get cracking. Because we're going to crack the case. Oh, It's already been solved. I thought like bone cracking. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, is that a clue? Go either way. Normally we ask questions that nobody wants answered, but today we're going to look into a solved true crime case that is so crazy we just had to talk about it. Yeah, it doesn't really have a sort of a mystery element the way that we usually mm. tackle episodes, but it's it's such a cool case and so unheard of that we just yeah. it was it kind of felt like it was yeah. us. I think I stumbled across it when I was looking at a BuzzFeed article and I ended up just going down an internet rabbit hole and I was it like, It is, what it's one of those on internet earth? rabbit hole ones. You're like, I can't believe like this was so big and it could have had so many implications that it didn't yep. like it's a it's a doozy it is so where shall we begin when did this first start let's start right at the beginning and this actually is kind of a local uh, it started in Tasmania mm. so it was 1973 July 7th in this small town called Muna of Tasmania mm-hmm. and a body was discovered in a park one morning uh, a 48-year-old man named Simon Grace is found dead, lying face up in a local park. When they do the autopsy, he's been strangled to death, but that's not the most interesting part of it. Hmm. Um, he is found with his eyes removed. And that's awful. That's awful, horrific. Gruesome, yes, terrible. Done after death. But the most interesting part of this and, and where this sort of case gets its name from is that in his eye sockets are Scrabble tiles. God. I mean, it's creative. That's It's different. <laughs> very, very strange. I've heard of some weird serial killer behaviours. This one, I think, takes the I cake. I think a calling card, they call it, which is like a, yes. a serial killer's like, uh, iconic thing that you do. Yeah. And this is, is where the Scrabble Strangler gets its name because um, mm-hmm. all the victims, as we'll find out, are strangled to death mm-hmm. and they have these Scrabble tiles placed in their eye sockets. So this body was found, one in each eye socket. Yeah. And the first Scrabble tile was an A and the second one was an F. Ooh. Yes, which possibly a clue. Play into it later. Yes. But my first question yeah. was, okay, where are the eyes, which we'll also get to. The eyes were cut out. Where did the they go? eyes were cut out and they're not found. That's important. The eyes yeah. are not found in the initial crime scene and not actually for a while later. But attending to this crime scene is a small town. Moon mm. is a tiny town, population of like 3,000. Mm. And there's only like a small town cop who was yeah. now in charge of this really gruesome murder yeah. that, that, that absolutely shook the town. Yeah. And this cop is, is kind of going to take the central stage for this murder investigation. Um, so his name is Roger Pendle, mm-hmm. who was 52 at the time uh, of this happening. Yeah. And interestingly, he'd always kind of dreamed of being a big city detective. Mm-hmm. He was a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes, like Hercule yeah. Poirot. He actually had a uh, school report from when he was in year seven. Mm-hmm. He was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he'd written, I want to grow up and stop a killer. 
Oh, which is, I mean, a little awful. A little awful. <laughs> and, and, but like, he, you know, it's he's a small town Tasmania cop. Yeah, who suddenly has this really mysterious and gruesome death on his hands. Mm. So, I mean, not to like make it sound like it was a good thing that happened, mm. but it, it did change Roger's life. Yeah, we'll find out. I think it, it changed that town a lot. Absolutely, as well. I mean, this was a really small town. Everyone knew everyone, and because of that. It, they, they never actually found a suspect in the town. Mm. Roger worked incredibly hard on it. They had people coming in from other sort of Australian cities to help, but they never arrested anyone and there mm. were no main suspects. Yeah. It was seemed to be a totally kind of unrelated target. They couldn't figure out why this man had been targeted, mm. what it all meant, nothing at all. So sort of eight months go by yep. and with nothing, only these yep. two Scrabble tiles and the weird sort of case of death. And Roger's still really fascinated by this case. And so he's he's kind of scouring international newspapers and police reports for anything that might even be a little bit related. Yep. And he's coming up dry. Obviously, it's a really unique case. You spot mm. something. Until March 1st, 1974. Mm. So eight months later, this is the next year, mm-hmm. and there is an article in the Singaporean newspaper. Mm. So, like, jumping across a few countries about a... French tourist who was found with their eyes missing, strangled mm. to death. Which you can draw those similarities. Absolutely. That's way too <laughs> gruesome to be a coincidence. Yeah, way too <laughs> gruesome, way too similar. Only eight months later. So Roger, mm-hmm. actually, like, not even as part of his job jurisdiction, he takes time off and he flies over to Singapore on his own dime. Just because he he feels like he his import, there was this other weird case similar. Yeah, and he starts investigating with the sort of Singaporean police, mm-hmm. and so this French tourist who was killed, her name was uh, Mariana Demille, twenty nine mm. years old. Like I said, dead, strangled, mm. and once he got there, he discovered that she actually did too have Scrabble pieces in her eye sockets, one in each eye. This yes. time though, the Scrabble pieces are blank. There's mm. no letters on them. And the other weird thing is that the eyes, which were missing in the first case and were never found, mm-hmm. were, it gets really gruesome, actually sewn to her feet. Good God. Like, why her feet? I don't understand. But this is where it gets weirder. Yeah, it the, gets so weird. So this poor tourist's eyes. Yeah. I guess they technically got to keep them. They were just on their feet, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the first eyes from the first victim. Mm-hmm were, well, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. So Roger, when he was in Singapore, receives a letter. Yeah. And in the letter are the eyes from the first victim. They later found out. Like he just opened it and he's like someone's eyes. Can you imagine that moment? Can you imagine being Roger, working on this case for eight months with nothing? Yeah. All of a sudden you have a second body. Yeah. Like a second, it's obviously the same killer. And then you get like, you get the the evidence mailed to you. And suddenly he's aware they know what he's doing, they know what he's up to, they know where he is. Like in Singapore, they've obviously kept tabs on him. Like this is wild. Yeah. And what does he do with the eyes? Well, he he obviously like hands them into the Singapore police, they're working together. Mm -hmm. Um, Now at this point the Singaporean police hadn't really been taking him seriously. Mm. He wasn't there like officially like on on jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. They knew he was a cop who worked on the first case, but when he gets mailed the eyes, that helps a lot. 
because yep. he obviously has a connection to the killer, which they want to use. Yes. And the only thing he has is his four Scrabble tiles, mm. two of them blank, and the other two have this A and F on it. Yes. One theory was that it could have been initials, mm. but his theory was that, so A in Scrabble has the value of, of one point. Yes. And F has the value of four. Yes. So his theory was that combine them together, five, mm. there were going to be five murders, mm. which is a yeah. little out there. Like a lot of people didn't subscribe to this, mm-hmm. uh, but he was pretty convinced. And then considering that the killer obviously mailed him uh, the eyes, like mm. they, I think they were pickled or, or like in salted or something to like yeah, preserve was them. Yeah, a weird material in the letter. Yeah, they were, Very they were strange. Something. Don't um, know how they made it across borders, but. Um, no. Ugh. So he thought there were going to be three more murders. Yes. And he kind of made it at this point, like this validated his his mm. obsession for the last few months. Yeah. This is going to be my thing. Like I'm going to stop this killer mm. and this is how I fulfill that sort of uh, j- job and dream mm. of mine. Yeah. So he was really, really determined. What happens is they, they managed to sort of trace the mm. – uh, how the letter was sent, where the letter was yes. sent from, and they figure out it was actually sent from moving country again, Mexico. How how that's possible, I do not know. Yeah, and then like so. Okay, April third, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been a, a month since the last body yep. was found, and like three weeks, a little over three weeks since he gets mailed the letters. Yeah, from Mexico. So obviously that's where they're looking next, and yep. sure enough, in um, Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah. A third body is discovered. Once again, strangulation is the cause of death. It seems to be another random person. There's really no correlation between the victims. Mm. It seems to be just just people, different ages, different genders, mm-hmm. different sort of nationalities. There's no mm. correlation. But, yep, strangled, eyes gouged out. Mm-hmm. This time, however, the eyes are sewn to the hands. And the hands have been placed, like, on top of the eye sockets. Right? And, like, like really ghoulish, creepy stuff. Which I think maybe a few listeners might be thinking, hey, this sounds like something in particular. And that's because this is our fun fact of the show today. This is crazy. This is, like, such a weird fucking connection. I love this. I love this. So, at the time, Guillermo del Toro Mm -hmm. was 10. Yeah. Living in Mexico. Yeah. In Guadalajara, Mexico. Like, this was his, like, home city. Mm Mm-hmm. He reads about this murder in his local newspaper and he's fascinated with true crime um, stories. Like he, he's he been growing up with a, um, what was it, like a camera yeah, at the Super time. Eight Super 8 he was, camera. He was like making like, like serial yeah. killer like documentaries as like a 10-year-old. Yeah. It's crazy. So he's obsessed with this stuff. So that is how he got inspiration for that scene from Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, with the creepy eye guy thing. Nuts. He's, he's, he's great. I, I mean, inspired from true events with the eyes over the face. And it's, that's such like like that's such iconic like imagery. Yes. So it's 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 I I don't know if cool's the right word. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's interesting. Pretty gruesome. That it comes from yeah. this this real yeah. sort of tra- like crime that he was was aware of. And I think at this point it's also important to note that Roger's life back home was unraveling quite a lot. The police department that he was working, the detective agency he was working with, didn't want him to take that much leave. And he was just over in Mexico investigating this story that was no longer in Australia and yeah, like he ditched his job. Yeah, he was getting paid for this. No. He was just like helping out. At this point, he was taking unpaid leave or they'd let him go or he'd quit his job. He and was yeah, not think, associated. I think he, I think he quit around yeah, this time. I don't remember. That probably makes sense. But he was in a lot of debt at this point. 
and mm. his wife was on the verge of leaving him. Yeah, I think he had like we'll three kids at home. He had his wife. Like, yeah, it, it's a pretty. Like, it sucks. Like, you can't abandon your family. No, but it's like follow this crazy pursuit. But at the same mm. time, like, I totally can see. Like, this was this is a crazy case, and here he was at the front yeah. of it, getting letters from the killer. Like, you kind of, I don't know. I, I get it. Yeah. Because he, he stays in Mexico for about, is it three months? Um, he stays in Mexico? Yeah, about three months. Because previously, he this all kind of happened in the last month pretty quickly with Singapore and then Mexico. Um, and then it, nothing kind of happens mm. for a while. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that the scrabble pieces and the eyes blank mm-hmm. again. Mm, um, okay. So nothing kind of happens and... Mm he's just kind of staying in Mexico trying to figure it out on his mm. own. Like the Mexican police aren't really that helpful, especially because mm. he's not officially like affiliated with anyone. Yeah. He's just kind of this guy. Um, <laughs> so he's mm. just hanging out in Mexico and he doesn't really have any leads. He's still convinced with his A and F theory mm. that five murders, which means there's going to be two more murders. Mm. Um, so at this point he starts getting naturally really into Scrabble because that's yeah. kind of – Aside from the strangulations and the eyes, that's kind of the natural uh, focus of the investigation. Yeah. And he looks into the history of Scrabble. He he talks to people yeah. who are really into Scrabble, goes to some Scrabble tournaments, looking for any clues. Yeah. Um, he starts spending a lot of money that he doesn't have on, on mm. Scrabble, like different boards and uh, years it was released and trying to match like Tutorial books. <laughs> yeah, right? Like dictionaries. They're expensive. <laughs> They're expensive. <laughs> He's basically sinking so much time and money into this and not much is happening until about three months later, mm-hmm. July 15th, there is a breakthrough mm. and a letter is sent to him. Mm-hmm. And this letter, yes, is from Italy. Yep. And, it and it's like obviously posted from Italy, not trying to yep. get covered up. Yes. And in the letter, this time, so there's no eyes in this letter, no. but the letter has Scrabble tiles Mm-hmm. on the page like glued and it just says take trip to italy signed a and this is kind of where the case goes even more off how did the they charts. know where he was like this serial killer was a genius or a crazy. close to him all close to him all close that's to true him, which is yeah there was a lot of speculation it could have been like uh diplomat because of all the different mm. countries yeah but that was never really followed through yeah but, of course, he has this letter now. So he, mm-hmm. he thinks Italy's the next place. The previous letter yep. led him to Mexico. But also it's signed A. So now he's going back to, well, the first Scrabble letter was mm. an A, signed A. Mm. And he actually has this wild idea. He has a suspect for the first time. And the suspect yep. is the inventor of Scrabble. Which sounds pretty out there, but I think his process for finding this suspect does make sense because this guy was in the same place at the time on vacation that this victim was found. Yeah. And the inventor of Scrabble, his name was Alfred Butts. Alfred Butts. He was about 75 at this time, which you think that's like very old to be doing these like physical murders. But he's a very elusive person. No one really knows about him. He's like really insanely wealthy because he invented Scrabble. Yeah. And kind of a weird reclusive guy. Mm -hmm. And here he has this Scrabble murders signed by someone who goes by A. Yeah. For Alfred. That's his immediate first suspicion. I mean, obviously, you can't base anything off that. Yeah. But that's in his head. Right now, he's thinking, yeah. Alfred Butts, that's my next lead. Yeah. But first, he has to fly to Italy. Yeah. Because he thinks that's where the next murder is going to be. Yeah. Uh, so, he flies to Italy, like, the next day. Yeah. 
And two days after he gets to Italy, sure enough, a body is found. My gosh. I feel like he's just in the right time, right place for a lot of these, but he also just gets there just a little bit too late. Yeah, he hasn't been able to stop it. And that's the thing. No. He, he's going off this idea that there's going to be five murders. Yeah. This is the fourth murder. Yeah. Like if he wants to, to save anyone's life, which he kind of, uh, at this point in interviews and stuff, he states as his main goal. Yeah. He's kind of running out of time. Yeah. But he gets to Italy and the fourth corpse is found. Same thing, eyes, mm. uh, two empty Scrabble pieces. Mm-hmm. And this time, though, the eyes, and this is where he really hones in on his theory. Mm. Yes. The eyes are sewn to the butt. <laughs> Which we shouldn't laugh because <laughs> it's not nice. We shouldn't laugh. Why is it on the butt? But he thinks Alfred butts. Alfred butts. He thinks surely that's like the killer's trying to like give himself He's away. trying to identify Signed himself. Signed it by A and he's sewn the eyes to the butt. Yeah. Alfred Butts. Like, it's it's there, crystal clear. Yeah. He thinks that he solved it. He just needs to track down Alfred Butts. He's in so much debt, his wife has left him by this point. Yeah, I think his wife his, leaves him uh, back in Mexico. Yeah. His, his life is unraveling before our eyes. And at this point, internationally, yeah. this is all happening. Scrabble sales are plummeting. I didn't because even Because people are terrified. People are learning about this. It's starting to go around the world. Yeah. And they don't want to be associated with Scrabble letters because what if they're, like, identified as false killers? Like, like, if a serial killer is using Scrabble, that makes sense. I hadn't even thought about that. No, it creates mass hysteria and it's called the Great Scrabble Scramble of 1974. (laughs) And it's, I feel like it's been forgotten in history. That's crazy. And it's also crazy that Scrabble made, like, uh, Scrabble almost... Like doesn't exist. Yeah, this almost like caused the extinction of Scrabble. I know, and unbe- so Alfred Butts is probably losing money at this point from his game, and he's also a suspect in <laughs> murder. Alfred Butts so. is having a bad day. <laughs> if he's innocent, which we will get to. Um, yes, <laughs> I mean, I feel like like people would have heard about if the like inventor of Scrabble started doing Scrabble related serial killings. You can probably guess he didn't do it. But yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll follow Roger's natural kind of. Yeah. So, so he gets he he's the eyes are sewn to the bar. He's got these two other Scrabble pieces. He is convinced it's Alfred Butts. He's so, also, and it's important to know that he's been collecting the tiles, the yeah. Scrabble tiles as he's been going. Yeah. I think he kind of stole them from the crime scenes. Yeah, but I, I know at least like the Singaporean one and the Tasmanian one, like yeah. he took those. I don't know if Mexico, like the records aren't clear mm. how he got these hands on those. Yes. But yeah, so he he immediately fires to New York, uh, yeah. which is the home of Alfred Butts. It's where he lives. Not New York City, New York State. Yeah. Flies right over to New York to arrest Alfred Butts before he can do the fifth and final murder. Mm, yep. Here he is. It's his moment. He's going to actually save yep. the day. And he convinces the New York police department to work with him. He has evidence. The case is pretty well known at this point. Yes. It's not enough definitely to convict Alfred, but they, they can hold him. Yes. Yeah. And Alfred Butts is arrested. God, poor 75 year old. I know. Like, and also what, like, a stain on your, your game and your one <laughs> yeah. legacy and reputation. You're now getting, like, arrested for potential, like, murders. Crazy. But he gets arrested and yeah. that should be the end of it. Yeah. For Roger, that's what he thinks. He thinks case closed, killer's been found. I've given up my life for this, my yeah. family, like, my finances. This is it. It's done. Yeah. Except that on August 1st, when... Alfred Butts is behind bars. The fifth and final body is discovered. 
And this really sends Roger into a spiral. What has he done? What has he done? Not only has he not stopped the murders, but he's locked up Alfred Butts, a man who now, after his months of researching Scrabble, is a man he greatly admires and respects because he's grown to love Scrabble. (laughs) Okay, so... What happened? This An innocent old man. An he innocent is old man in jail. <laughs> so, okay, the next twenty four hours is is kind of the end of the mm. case, and it gets it gets nutty. So, yeah, the the fifth body is discovered. Mm. Yeah, and Roger rushes to the scene of the crime mm-hmm. once again. Eyes gouged out, strangled to death. Two blank Scrabble pieces on the eyes, mm-hmm. but this time something else is different about it. One, the eyes mm. are missing again. Yeah, but two, the body is face down. Very and weird. All the other bodies have been face up in the same yeah. position, right? Yeah. And that doesn't like feel necessarily like a big thing, but it will become a big to, thing. To Roger, I think I f- he definitely yeah, in like that he, moment. He was maybe not like he was probably a little unhinged, but he mm. was a good detective. I yeah. think, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And this is really where yeah he he noticed the body was face down, mm. and then Roger goes missing. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the police are with him at this point. Yeah. They're following the case and he goes missing. Yeah. And Roger wakes up. He yeah. survives his ordeal because he wrote about this yeah. is how we know what happens. Yeah. In the reports, he said that he was hit over the head by something. Yeah. And he doesn't remember. He just wakes up. He wakes up and he is in a room and in front of him is a Scrabble board. Of empty course. Scrabble board. So this person is a psycho. This person is a psycho. I mean, they're serial killer. Like, yeah. For sure. And in front of him is an empty Scrabble board and another of these Scrabble letters. Yeah. Um, and it says, play the final game of Scrabble mm-hmm. or you will become the sixth victim. <gasps> and so here he is. He's locked in this room. Yeah. Um, tied up. Well, he's, he's got his hands free to play Scrabble. Oh, but yes. his legs tied up. <laughs> he does have his legs tied to the and, chair, yes. Yeah, he's got this empty Scrabble board. And all yeah. he's got in front of him are these now, are what is now it's 10 Scrabble pieces. Yeah. The A, the F, mm-hmm. and then the eight blank pieces that he's collected yeah. from these, these cases. Yeah. And he knows he has to now solve, mm-hmm. play a word in Scrabble. Yeah. To, to stop himself from dying and also yeah. just, like, figure out who the killer is. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. The problem is he's only got two letters and yeah. eight blank ones and he can't possibly no. play a word. He um, was never really good at Scrabble to begin with, even though he's done heaps of research. He doesn't really know how to play it. That's like, the great irony. Because he was so focused on the case, Scrabble's a two-player game. Yeah. He never had anyone to play it with. His yeah. wife divorced him and the cops hated him because he was always up in their business. So as much as he admired Scrabble, he had no practical application to it. No. It was like the great irony. Oh, no. But he's in this room alone, terrified, trying to figure out what to do. Scrabble had led him to this room. Yeah. And now Scrabble would be what would kill him. Yeah. But he has his cell phone and he realises there's one person. This is is the hardest and most important Scrabble problem Mm -hmm. in the history of the world. It There's is. one person who could possibly help him. Yep. Alfred Butts. From his – well, I guess he's been let out of he's jail. Let he out. was let out by but the Alfred jail Butts at that point. Has, he has caused Alfred Butts, like, irreparable rumour damage, mm. had him arrested yeah. and has tanked his, like, stock and game. <laughs> Alfred Butts, for all intents and purposes, God. should despise him. Yeah. 
but on a whim. He's got one phone call battery amount left yeah. on his phone and he decides, instead of calling the police, instead of calling his yeah. wife, he calls Alfred Dots, yeah. the inventor of Scrapple. Who will be able to help him solve this last and piece. I mean, this just proves what a good person Alfred is because mm-hmm. Alfred, like, yeah, Alfred absolutely should hang up the phone. No one would blame yeah. him for doing it. Yeah. But he doesn't. No. So they're talking on the phone trying to solve this Scrabble problem, mm-hmm. the final riddle. Mm-hmm. And Alfred is just as flummoxed. He's got two letters and, and eight blanks. You can't yeah. play anything with that. And then this is word from word. This is from the biography. Mm-hmm. Alfred says to, to Roger, Alfred says, I might be the greatest Scrabble player in the world, but you, Roger, are a great detective. This isn't about Scrabble. This is about solving the murders. Think about it. There must be something you're missing. Wow. So Roger thinks, how powerful. So Roger thinks back to that final body he Mm. found earlier that day, and what was different about it? It was face down. It was face down. And that's it. Yeah. So he gets those eight blank Scrabble pieces and he flips them upside down. And unbelievably, there are letters on the other side. And they spell out the name of his killer. The person he's been looking for this entire time. It was initials A and the F. It was. And her name was April Fools. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you breaking just then. I broke so much. Was that so stupid? That was so good. Uh, April Fool's. April Fool's, guys. We, we, we're not a true crime podcast. We won't be doing true crime again. No. No, it's not our forte. Not um, our forte. I hope you enjoyed our um, very made-up story. Very made-up story. And, and if you are, like, related to the real Alfred Butts, don't sue us, please. <laughs> Do you know my favourite part is that he says to him, you're a great detective. Bullshit. He got him locked up. I know. I know. Our own story is Anyway, this has been Happy Halloween. <laughs> April Fool's. I love that. Yeah. And the fact that he just uses that one call to call this inventor of Scrabble. I mean, it works. Not his family or friends or the police. He's isolated everyone in his life. I'm like invested in this made up story. Yeah. I want to read this biography that this you biography. talk about. Yeah. Roger F. Pendle's biography. Yeah. We weren't really going to how we came up with this story, no. but you can just have a think about what you've had. Yeah, sorry. And at what part did you start to think this? wasting the last 27 minutes of your life. We'll be back to our, our normal podcast and we promise no more lies and trickery yeah. <laughs> later. This is a one-off fake special that we only tell you at the end. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we should do the sign-off. What do we say? Um, I- I'm Erica. Oh, wait, i got a good idea. Yeah. I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> Hi, 
Hi, you've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review. Or better yet, show us to some of your friends. Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. If you want to know more about us or this episode, you can visit our website, thehokepokepod.com.au. We post updates, links, episodes, and any references we've mentioned, you'll be able to find them right there. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Giano Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast, as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly, our marvellous and ever-patient editor we love you rob and finally if you'd like to contact us you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you feedback episode suggestions whatever takes your fancy we will be there thank you so much for the support and we'll catch you next time bye bye